You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's that time of year again. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. And DraftKings is giving all customers a free shot at up to $100,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is head to the DraftKings app to make your picks. Download the DraftKings app. Head to their free pool page to enter the DraftKings free $100,000 tournament seeding pool. Free-to-play pools are easy to play. All you have to do is make your picks for who you think will get a ticket into March's biggest tournaments. If you have the most answers correct, you win. The bank is open. Plus, don't forget about Gulf's fifth major this weekend taking place in Florida, where DraftKings will have even more money up for grabs. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in total prizes with DraftKings tournament seating pools. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Shoot, Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the Rig Rats podcast, the Edmonton Oilers podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. This is going to be a solo episode. Kyle will not be joining me on this episode. Unfortunately, he is a little bit preoccupied on the evening when I'm recording this. So it'll be just me and you having a good old one-on-one again on today's episode. The Oilers are in the middle of a three-game series versus the Ottawa Senators. They have won the first game. Uh, On the last podcast, me and Kyle gave our predictions on the second game of the series that I will talk about now here. Uh, The Oilers go into this one. They're going to win it 3-2 versus the Ottawa Senators. And luckily for me, they were actually able to do it in regulation because if you remember from last podcast, Kyle had done the 3-2 overtime win prediction. So if you guys are keeping score at home, and even if you're not, I am here. So Kyle is now tied with me in the prediction challenge 14-14 with the correct prediction of the win and then the correct prediction of the score at three to two I only pick up the one point with the five one win prediction I was not as close it was definitely a tighter game and the Oilers pick up another two points and beat the Ottawa Senators people are going to get mad because the Oilers seem to be beating up on the Senators a lot but I just say like listen the Oilers are five and zero at this point versus the Senators at the time I'm recording this and they've played all the other Canadian teams at least twice so it's not our fault that your team is dropping points to the Ottawa Senators. The Oilers are just matching up well, and the Ottawa Senators are having a tough time dealing with them. Going into this one, the only interesting lineup notes for the Ottawa Senators is that Joey Decord is going to be making his Ottawa debut in net at the beginning of this game. It is a goalie that the Oilers, I don't know anything about. The Oilers don't know much about. There's not a big scattering report on him. He's obviously not very NHL caliber that's not saying that you know he 
may never will be. I just I don't know anything about him, so we need to get a lot of shots on him. We need to test him, see how he is, see how his nerves are, and really feel him out in the game. See if we can get to him, maybe shake him up a little bit, and see what we can do. And unfortunately, it is us that is having a little bit of a shaky start in net. With Koskinen getting the start in net, I was really hoping to see a better showing from him in this game because obviously Smith has been getting the bulk of the starts since he has come back from injury. Obviously, Tippett favors Smith a little bit. So I was hoping to see Koskinen give a good showing and really cement himself or at least put himself back in the running for maybe that 1A position because at the moment, Smith is the 1A guy, it, whether we like it or not. It's just the way that Tippett deploys him. And so I wanted to see Koskinen maybe give himself a shot for that position. Unfortunately, Dadanov just turns and wheels and throws the first shot of the game at the net. Like less than 20 seconds in, it goes in. It's just a, a horrible goal for Koskinen to give up. And it's it's really tough. Um, Luckily, though, the Oilers never got down. I didn't see a change at all. I think they just recognized that it was a fluke. It's a mistake. It's a faulty goal. And they just got to focus on getting themselves back into this game and getting the next one. Luckily, we didn't have to wait too long. The Oilers have obviously put together the top unit of McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Yamamoto. And that line stays hot. Yamamoto stays hot on that line with a beautiful deflection goal in this game right with about seven minutes into the first period to tie the game up at one. That line keeps right along chugging to tie us up. And then we get a really big fight from Jujar Kara on Eric Gabranson. He gets the 5 and then the 10 as well as the 2 on top of that one. So the Oilers get a big power play. And I want to say that Kara really, he did a good job. He stuck with it, but Gabranson is a big boy. Gabranson's a monster. He's just a huge person. He definitely landed some, some solid hits on Kara. He was not, I don't think he was ready for that, that much of a tussle. He did a good job, like I said, defending himself, but I definitely think Gabranson got the better of him. But you know what? Kara also was smart because Gabranson gets the extra for instigating. He's a defenseman that comes all the way down in the zone to fight him. So we got the extra power play. And then eventually we get enough power plays. Shason is able to score on the power play. It's an awesome two-on-one snipe. He's able to pull Decord off the post a little bit and put it past him to put the Oilers up by one. Dreisaitl would then score on another great snipe uh, off the rush. It was just a perfectly played shot. I knew immediately as he got the puck that what was happening as soon as he was in position for it, I was like, he's snapping this puck as soon as he gets it to his stick. And we've seen that shot before from him before. It's just high enough. It's above the pad, underneath the glove off the rush, like barely even looking at the net, just a quick little snapshot and it gets past Decord. You know, I thought Decord had a really strong game. He had some good saves on McDavid in tight. He, McDavid was in on a breakaway. He made some really good saves on McDavid, you know, in alone, which is tough to do. Like that's the one guy, probably the last guy on the planet you want coming down on a breakaway. And he did a good job to, you know, at least give the Ottawa Senators a fighting chance in this one. Stutzla would score another goal against the Oilers to bring the Senators within one, but that is as close as they would come. Koskinen was able to stay strong. He didn't have a super strong or big workload in this game, but you know, after that soft, he went in and Stutzla was just an absolute absolute snipe on him. I'm not going to blame him for that one. You know, I thought he played a okay game. I think that you know he didn't do a great job and really maybe 
sparking any Oilers fans' confidence with that first shaky goal, but he is able to get the win for the Oilers, which is the most important part. And the Oilers improved to a record of 16, 11, and 0. And one of the really interesting stories coming out of this one was that Kyle Turris had one of his best games as an Edmonton Oiler. In this game, he was really strong on pucks. He was creating a lot of chances. He had an assist on the dry sidle goal. He was the one that set him up on the rush. You know, he had a couple other really good looks setting up his teammates. I thought he had a strong game. And then unfortunately, after the game and, you know, between two games here, he has now been placed on the NHL's COVID-19 protocol list. It's told for an abundance of caution is what they said. Hopefully it is just, you know, precaution and he is able to get back on there because I'd love to see him, you know, build off of what was a really strong game versus Ottawa and, you know, hopefully get to what we signed him to be because he's obviously been a pretty big disappointment on that end. As of right now, at the moment I am recording this, the Edmonton Oilers are absolutely destroying the Ottawa Senators in the third game. We didn't give our predictions, and I'm not going to talk about the game entirely because the game is not over. I'll, however, I will say right now that the Ottawa Senators are losing 6 nothing to the Oilers. They have goals from Nurse, Jujar Kara, two from Dreisaitl, one from McDavid, and one from James Neal. Uh, we're just seeing the Oilers just pick the Senators apart. They don't have an answer for our top-tier talent. It's just a very obvious that we are playing a team that is still learning. They're not a complete hockey team. We are a much more, you know organized together team with just more talent and I think that's what's happening in this game and give the Ottawa Senators credit you know they're feisty they're staying in it it's just unfortunately they're just in a different weight class right now losing it and we're going to break down this game hopefully Kyle will come and join me and I'm thinking about talking to maybe one of the Senators guys here on the network for this upcoming Monday episode to break down this little three game series once everyone comes back and so we can break down you know the final two games versus Ottawa. That being said, the Oilers do have to play the Senators two more times, and that is counting, you know, this time that they are up 6-0 at the time I'm recording this. Assuming they win the game that they are playing right now at the time I'm recording this, they will improve to a 6-0 record versus the Ottawa Senators. They will improve to a record of 17-11-0. The Ottawa Senators will drop to a record of 9-19-1. and And then the Oilers will play them for a third time for the first half of a back-to-back -back on Friday as well. Um, we're seeing a lot of good things in this game. I think, obviously, if this game ends in a blowout, which is looking to be that the Oilers should expect a very upset, a little bit embarrassed, and so they're looking to get some revenge Ottawa Senators on the Friday game. So we have to be aware of that. And we have to be aware that this is a physical team as well. So they're going to be looking to come and physically punish us as well as, you know, try and steal some points for us. So we can't take their, them for granted. All points matter. And the more points we can take away from this Ottawa series, like I said, if we can get them pissed off by winning all of our games versus Ottawa, then Ottawa can go out into the rest of the North Division and pissed off that they lost all their games to Edmonton and steal points from all of our other opponents. So really, there's no way that this can hurt us. We just have to keep taking points from Ottawa, keep moving forward. And so I'm expecting, you know, another strong game. We have to not take them like they're the bottom. They're a bottom team. We have to understand they're going to come feisty and hard and embarrassed. And so we have to be aware of that. And our defense and our goaltending has to be aware of it. I will be curious to see. I expect we will see Koskinen play 
in the Friday game versus Ottawa because then we'll be taking on Vancouver on the second half of a back-to-back on Saturday night. The Oilers are 3-1 versus Vancouver, and Vancouver currently sits at a record of 12-15-2. So the Oilers have gotten the better of them in the more recent you know, games versus Vancouver. And Vancouver has had a little bit more success, obviously, after the Oilers lost the three games versus the Leafs. The Vancouver Canucks then beat the Leafs twice in a row. So the Canucks are starting to come on a little bit. They obviously beat the Leafs, so they understand a little bit what it's going to take to play and play a hard style. So again, the Oilers shouldn't take just because they're above them for granted. We've got to take some points here. And we've got to be aware they're playing a much stronger game than maybe they were at when we played them last. And we're going to be really, really tired. This is going to be the second half of a back-to-back. So, like I said, I expect to see Smith make the start because I think Tippett will view this as the more difficult game. And Koskinen should get, hopefully, the quote-unquote easier start versus Ottawa on Friday. However, now I am going to take a quick break. And I will be right back for a little bit of NHL news. This is going to be a much shorter episode than probably I have really ever done here so far, partly because Kyle's not here and partly because there's not too much to talk about. We've just got the one game versus Ottawa, then a little bit of NHL news, and I'm going to peace out. However, I do want to give a quick shout out to DraftKings. Uh, I know, obviously, we had the ad for them at the beginning of it. However, they are a big reason why this podcast is able to keep going and sponsorships. Again, if you guys want Want some awesome deals use promo code THPN at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app so big shout out to them for keeping this podcast going and we are going to take a quick break and I'll be right back he's my brother Mike he's my brother Matt and we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings rant we're tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings Finally have a boat. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the winged wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's that? Who's that come on. Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashell, and we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave. And Greg Wachinski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. Okay, and I have returned. Alrighty, so now we are going to be getting to our NHL news. First thing on the docket is Patrick Kane hits 1,000 NHL games played. Congratulations to him for hitting that milestone. He's officially the wildly old veteran. 
Obviously, Patrick Kane, though, still one of the best in the games. He's still dominating, still putting up crazy amounts of points with the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Still one of the best puck handlers in the game ever of all time. I said it. So it's awesome to see a absolute legend hit the milestone like that. The only other really piece of NHL news that I've got on here is that the Justin Bieber has released a song to the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's called Hold On, and the music video is literally just a Toronto Maple Leafs highlight pack. It's pretty cringy, uh, not gonna lie. Like, I understand he's a Leafs fan. Justin Bieber is a, a big Leafs fan. You know, him and Austin Matthews are friends. They're pals, you know, they're both big celebrities in their own right. But man, it's just like, if we didn't already have enough reason to dislike the Leafs, Justin Bieber you know, giving them a whole song and just being affiliated with them really just helps that. Like no one really like, I, I don't know. It's just, I see that. And I'm like, Justin Bieber really. And, and the Leafs, it's just such a fitting combination. The Toronto Maple Leafs and Justin Bieber, I don't know. They just seem so synonymous. It's, it just seems soft to me. Uh, I don't know that that might be a bad take from me. I don't know. We'll have to get Kyle's opinion. And I want to hear what you guys think as well. If you guys think I'm wrong, you know, be sure to leave a comment or tweet at me. That's going to be at the rig underscore rats on Twitter and tell me I'm wrong because, you know, I think the whole the Justin Bieber song thing, it was just it was a bad move. You want your team to be good. Like, stop putting any more pressure on them. Like, why would you do that? Just to offset the bad taste in my mouth that that whole music video gave me. I had to go and watch the highlights of Chris Pronger just crushing Justin Bieber at the All-Star game in the corner to, you know, try and put some balance back into the world. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Rig Rats podcast. I apologize again for it being such a short episode. Kyle will be returning with me on the next episode. And like I said, we might have a special guest. We'll see how it goes. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you want to, you know, tweet at me or see all the awesome tweets and keep up to date with anything going on with the podcast, be sure to follow the podcast. That's going to be at the rig underscore rats on Twitter and be sure to follow the hockey podcast network on Twitter as well. That's going to be at hockey pod net on Twitter to keep up to date with all the awesome contests, giveaways and other content we do at the network. And like I said, big shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring the podcast. They're going to be a big sponsor going forward. So I highly suggest to go and check out the DraftKings app and use promo code THPN for $5 off. And as always, be sure to leave a comment, like, and subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to it, be sure to give us a subscribe or download. It helps out a great deal. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Let's go Oilers! (laughs) 